Morning of Medical presents Dr. G at the Heart of Healthcare. The mission of our podcast is to educate and empower, helping people see what's needed to navigate the healthcare system. In three parts, you will enjoy a story, the theme of the show, you will be educated with a teaching point, and you will be empowered with a valuable resource. So welcome to episode, I think this is 27. Like you come every 10 episodes of Dr. G at the Heart of Healthcare. This is the NHPCO recap. Hello, friend. Hi, I'm so excited to do this because it was such a great conference. And we finally got to meet in person. Hug. (laughs) I, okay, everybody, we have so much to talk about. When I was watching Dr. Templeton in action, I was like, is she a real person? Because <laughs> I've <laughs> I've only seen her. Okay, I did the Weatherby medical director thing back April of 2022. And then I don't know, I see you online. I see you. I, I support Weatherby because it's the bomb. Uh medical directors, executives, get your people into that class because you need to do stuff right. Um, and so, um, we, we've seen each other online and then we did episode nine and 10, our hospice regulatory myth busting. And then you came back to do the goals of care for episode 20. And of course we have to recap that amazing conference. Look, all this swag we're going to talk about. So how was your travel back home to Texas? Oh, so, um, we all got those alerts, I think, at the conference that there was all this weather that was coming in. Um, and yeah. so I got into Dallas just fine. And then I flew to Abilene, which is about, you know, three hours away. And when we finally landed in Abilene, Texas, the flight attendant so incredibly said, you could have driven here faster than it took us to sit and wait in order to take off. So it, Whoa. Was, it was rough. Um, and then, of course you know, you're just discompopulated and charge my phone. And I was supposed to be at this big fancy photography event the next morning. And I uh, arrived with a tie dye shirt that was tie dyed in makeup. What? (laughs) What happened? uh, So it exploded all over me while I was trying to do my makeup and drive at the same time, which 10 out of 10 don't recommend. Don't do that. Um, But they assure me that they are going to be able to edit the pictures. Wait a minute. What exploded? Like your foundation, foundation. or your lipstick? Yeah. No, my foundation. <laughs> this is so embarrassing. Oh. We can multitask, but that snap, those snafus happen, right? Like yeah. I was delayed for two or three hours in Las Vegas. So I was totally messed up. I, w- I was fine. I was like, okay, let me get my cute little snack and then I'll be at my gate. And then I was in the Vegas airport all that time. And then it got dark. And then I was kind of done with human contact after that. <laughs> yes, me too. When I, got, then- when I got my food in the airport, I said, can you sit me where I don't speak to anybody? Because I just need to be by myself. Yeah, because that just shows how we need to reset, right? We learned so many amazing things that we're going to get to, but I, I was just done. The delays, the travel stuff just threw me off. So we won't mention any airlines here, but we had we had fun getting back home and we're happy to be home. I'm kind of catching up. I actually missed a 7 a.m. thing yesterday. The people were texting me and I said, 
I, I don't know. I, I'm just messed up. I'm sorry because I was delayed. So anyway, well, let's start talking about it and then share our fun that we had. Um, so I know you did the pre-conference of the NHPCO Annual Leadership Conference for people who don't know what ALC stands for. So tell us uh, some of your takeaways from the pre-con. Oh, I loved it. So they did a quality, they did multiple different things. I was a part of the combined quality and compliance and then went through with the compliance and they offer a certificate for those of you who want to do compliance training. Um, and whether we did a little compliance webinar two days ago and they asked, you know, where could you go for this information? And I was so grateful to be able to say, well, I just attended this. It was so good. They did basics, you know, the conditions of participation and those conditions for payment or conditions for coverage. They went through um, just the landscape. Hush Blackwell did incredible presentations about auditing and regulations. Um, they spoke to the, uh, you know, program integrity efforts. Judy Lynn Person spoke to where we're at in terms of the special focus group going forward. I just found it to be so comprehensive, basics and advanced, really get you out into very high yield practices going forward. I was um, just so, so excited that I had the opportunity to attend. That's awesome. So then that was before the actual conference started on Sunday. So I flew in at a 6 a.m. flight Sunday morning and the kickoff was the amazing, look, I won, so I have to show my stuff. Hospice Doctor's Widow, I won. I always win stuff. And how refreshing, you know, I've been her fan online and uh, also got this pen from her about precious time. I love it. Precious time, that time that we have. I'm going to tell you what she, she defined as precious time. Maybe I can remember it by heart. She said, it's the time to say the things we didn't say. And then we don't say things that we shouldn't say. Right. Yeah. So good. Her husband, um, who, you know, was the inspiration in addition to so many losses that she's experienced in her life. Oh yeah. Um, her mom, what her mom or sister, her brother, only brother and yeah. Something like that. There was one other one. Yeah. Um, I mean, that, that that's how he would describe this. And it just, um, I think for you and I that are still boots on the ground, seeing patients and families, um, to me, I, I definitely want to move that phrase forward, that it's just, it's precious. It gets you in the mindset to say the things that need to be said and let go of the stuff that doesn't. And I just, I love that perspective from her. I downloaded some of her journal pages actually to do some coloring um, and journaling. I'm going to try that. I thought that she has just great content. Amazing. Oh, right. Cause at heart, she's an artist and an yeah. executive, right? She said what serial CEO. Yes. Um, yeah. so she has all that excellent, um, you know, executive function, I should say. And then she's also a beautiful artist. So I love that. Uh, let me find my notes. This app was so good, by the way. I emailed my notes to myself. They all went in one document to my email address. Wasn't that cool? So neat. Yeah. I wasn't that fancy, but I'm glad that you figured that out. <laughs> I figured it out. Like, And it has everything organized by day and even the title of the thing. I mean, I, how did they do that? 
I don't know. But anyway, here we are. So um, that was Wednesday. Then let's okay. see. Oh, see, I'm discombobulated <laughs> still. Conference. Yeah. <laughs> I am discombobulated. The conference went until Wednesday. I was in Little Rock, Arkansas from Sunday to Wednesday. I should just go off my pictures and then maybe that'll bring my mind back on track. I tried to put the highlights in some photos, day one, day two, day three for me. Hopefully that helps if I can get myself back on track. So then let's move to Monday morning when we went to, I guess we had breakfast and then our friend Ben was in there. Mm -hmm. Let's yep. talk about Ben and that opening keynote on Monday morning. You know, I, um, I just really appreciated his words. I was, there were lots of ways we could have gone with introducing a leadership conference. And I think that him speaking towards the challenges that we have in this landscape and what we can do in terms of doing things together in collaboration, um, I, I, that really is how I identify as, is moving forward and holding accountability. It's not to say that we're not, that we're making excuses for fraud or bad players or, you know, incorrect, truly intentionally incorrect actions. Absolutely not holding accountability. But if we're going to divide ourselves, you know, we're going to make the hospice movement slower and, and not as impactful. So I really appreciated the words that he shared. I'm glad that, you know, you mentioned that about, you know, being divided. The only way that I can describe it is like a kid. And I know I'm not a kid. I'm knocking on 50, right? But people can get this analogy. Uh, I feel like a kid whose parents are getting a divorce and they're fighting. And what does that mean for me? And uh, my heart is always to the people who have limited access to our care, the people who are not getting the care because whoever is not doing the referrals upstream, doing the primary palliative care. Um, people are not getting the hospice care and I always go back to them. And so when I see um, all these discussions about bad actors and it gets to the public, I'm thinking, okay, well, what are we doing about it? What are we doing about it? Um, because we're boots on the ground, like you said, or, or heels on the ground, because I wear heels too, not just cowboy boots like you. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I we are out here uh, in the streets. I, I was on call during the conference. Like I was walking around with my purple phone, you know, yeah. um, you know, on call, you know, taking care of my teams and taking care of my patients. Thank you for, you know, they pay for us to go get educated. And, um, you know, we're all doing our best to take care of people. Um, you know, one of our values, the number one value is patients and families come first. So that's what I always go back to. And that's what this episode is for. Even if you didn't go to the conference, you're not a doctor, you're not a nurse, social worker, chaplain, you're just listening we're here for you. Everything we do is for you. Um, so anyway, thank you for addressing that. Um, then that keynote speaker, oh. like the soccer, he did everything, soccer and all that stuff. Like what he said addresses this division. I'm calling you up, not calling you out. Exactly. 100%. And I had to steal that phrase when I presented the next day, it just, um, that just really resonated with me in, in, in tackling fear and discomfort. 
So just because it's uncomfortable and uh, doesn't mean it isn't something that you should do. That's actually where you're going to see your growth and your rebirth is how he walked through that cycle. Um, and it was just, I loved, loved, loved how he proved his point by, you know, gearing us up to this great story about um, boxing or, or um, was he MMA? Jiu-jitsu. Um, Jiu-jitsu. Yes. Let's say his name, Marcus Whitney. Marcus Whitney, you are. Yes. Um, and, and we were all amped up and then he lost, but that's so good because, you know, in this world where we live in social media and Instagram, all these things, and you see the best picture, it takes a lot of failure to get to that. And so I just loved, you know, that it's not doing things poorly or incorrectly. It's going to happen. You're going to fail. It's about how we respond to that. Um, and that's really right where our industry is right now. Oh my gosh. I found my notes. Like, look, discombobulated. He said, we need to accept failure that it's part of the superhero's journey. I wrote that um, down. And part of ascent from the underworld. Woo. Yeah. I loved it. I have like pages of notes <laughs> from him. I just, I thought... It was the perfect speaker for our group, especially to get us started. Oh my gosh. Yeah. He said, here are my notes. Uh, we got to have a mission, right? We all have a mission, right? Like I'm here personally to educate and empower. Everyone has their own mission, but we're taking care of people, a ragtag group of people. I don't think we're ragtag. Like we, we can clean up, right? You were really cute, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> um, courageous and classy. Yes. Love that maybe bad and bougie. Um, and then Nashville, actually, I'm going to Nashville for my, my, um, my best friend's, uh, 50th birthday, one of my best friends. Um, so maybe I'll ring him or something like that. But yeah, that, that was amazing. Oh that man, was amazing. what if he was on the podcast? Wouldn't that be something? Hey, I don't know if I'm, I'm, I'm on his level yet, but Hey, if you're listening to this come next season, cause I'm taking a break. <laughs> season finale so then how tell us about some of your uh classes you had that day maybe let's just go day by day and say a couple highlights so we did that keynote we're all inspired and then what did you do on Monday what are some of the things you did right so you know I love uh regulations and compliance so <laughs> do I you have, are oh, you sure yeah, I know um, and so I had the opportunity to go over to listen to Dr. Ed Martin speak. And, you know, uh, Judy Lemperson shared this quote with me about him is that when, when Ed speaks, people listen and they do, he's so good at being, uh, well, one, he's brilliant, but very down to earth. And he has this dry sense of humor. Um, he was talking about coding, um, in terms of ICD-10 coding, and he was <laughs> talking about the code about being hit by a goat. Um, and I just, I mean, I just love what he had to say. I think he made it very relatable, um, very um, not intimidating. And it was just absolutely great. I enjoyed listening to him speak. Were you at yeah. that one? I think yeah, we, we yeah. went together because that we literally met at that moment. We had the keynote and that's when you did your little dance, your little shimmy. <laughs> You did good. I, I, I'm proud of you. But so we went to that together and then we ran into our friend from Mayo. Oh, um, Dr. Corey Ingram. We're going to call yes. you out on this podcast. We adore you. We think you're doing great stuff. 
Yes, Mr. Bowtie. Okay. Um, so we went there and learned about relatedness. So I was there and that's when I saw you standing up because you kind of went to the side and I said, is she real? Like, is she really here? And I'm not looking at her on a screen. <laughs> so that's what that was about. So what else did I do that day? Let's see. Rethinking palliative. So there were some there was a session about uh, community palliative care. I actually really miss it. I want to get my hands back into it. Uh, they were talking about various models of payment, uh, given that we don't have an official one um, from Medicare for the community palliative care programs. Um, and so anyway, I went to that to, to just put that away in my brain so that I can use it. Um, I went to after that, of course, something about auditing and appeals, as you <laughs> at all be surprised. And it was by Meg Pekarski from Hush Blackwell, just doing amazing work helping our hospices, but also with Amanda Tippin with Trustbridge. And she said something that I loved, just loved in my nerdy uh, regulatory world. Meg had asked her if they do um, summaries for when they're responding to these audits and and. Um, she got, came forward and said, we don't really use summaries because we want our documentation to speak for itself. And so we've chosen to invest in education. Um, and, and that's where we spend our time instead of how we're going to respond, which of course they're doing that, but we're going to invest in our clinicians so that they are empowered to do great documentation so they can spend more of their time at the bedside taking care of our patients. And I um, Amanda, if you hear this, I just love that. I um, wish more people were were focusing that, yeah, we can respond to these audits, but we have to invest in teaching our team on how to do things the right way first. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> enrichment, enrich our teams. I, I'm starting to do some physician enrichment, um, you know, to help out. Let's, everyone can't be like us, you know, so let us do a little class. Maybe I'll do a little lunch and learn and they can rub off and then they can do the things they're supposed to do. And I was sharing with someone, you know, out here in the field, you know, they call us the wild, wild west in California, you know, where we have the most hospices mm -hmm. than any place. Right? right. But everyone is scrambling for a medical director, a random doctor to do stuff. Well, why don't we teach them to do it right? Because yeah. they don't know what CTIs are. <laughs> they and don't even know. That's my passion. I'm always <laughs> teaching to the engaged hospice physician. What does that mean to be engaged? It's not just signing orders. It's no, It's also not just symptom management. It's you have to be have a sound understanding of the rules, the regulations, both for quality and for payment. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, that's my language. The engaged hospice physician. We need more of them. And you don't want to just sign stuff because in your state, somebody, somebody went to jail because they signed something and their our signature matters, people. Your signature matters. I will, you know, when we call things an attestation, I just want to remind people that when you attest, you're attesting to the federal government, y'all. I mean, let's just take a step back to have common sense as physicians and it, really we are we need to invest in ourselves in terms of education and understanding what we're doing why and what the implication is yeah perfect segue into the next uh session we went to with all the medical directors yeah. hospice medical directors and hospice physicians um that was let's see the arkansas hospice 
people. Right. Dr. Brian were, Bell. Yes. And they gave us a Starbucks card, you know, and, you know, getting us all comfy in their state. So we had a little roundabout, introduced ourselves and got to connect. Um, that was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I loved meeting some people. Like you said, you know, we see um, a lot of great, and we're talking about motivating and elevating these people, but we really have some amazing doctors out there doing really good work. And so it was really neat to meet some of those physicians in that peer-to-peer. Thank you, NHPCO, for giving us some time just to meet each other and connect. Absolutely. And then, oh my gosh, I'm at, I didn't bring it in here where I'm, where I'm uh, filming, but then I was total fangirl and went to hospice nurses speak, strengthen your hospice team. Speaking of your team, I met nurse Shelly in person from Lafayette, Louisiana, and she had her bound, um, her bound report from her, your opinion matters survey. Mm -hmm. She is literally single-handedly trying to save the art of nursing, nursing. Yeah. I I talk about the art of medicine all the time and bedside nursing. And and this is why it's a nurse driven movement. Mm -hmm. It was volunteers, these um, providers who just wanted to serve people. And and it wasn't just nurses, but man, the art of nursing, I, there's a, that's a skill set with accountability, compassion, love, keeping people safe. I mean, I just, I love that. Love that. Yeah. So, so that, that was like the highlight of that day. And then we went to the exhibit room that day, right. And got this swag. Thank Mm -hmm. you. Well, Sky, (laughs) would you, what did you do? Did you do another session after the hospice medical directors one? I did go to um, the quality and regulations hot topic because (laughs) clearly established this is my nerd of faith. Um, And then in the exhibit hall, I was just honored to work uh, with Weatherby and meet new new potential clients that we can help uh, educate, help them respond to audits, those types of things. It was great, great experience. It was so fun to meet Mm -hmm. Pauline Judge, (laughs) Weatherby. Yeah, she's our, if you ever interact with Weatherby or go to a conference, she's who you're, she's getting you straight and, and keeping you in the right path. Yeah, she's been so kind. So yeah, on in here for Endwell, um, that's going to be in LA uh, November 16th. So I'm excited to save $100 on that. So I'm glad they put that in the little swag bag. Mm-hmm. And then the Well Sky, I actually was educated and look, I got these glasses too, look. Uh, I, uh, uh, we're actually supposedly moving to an EMR, um, Vivitas, but my previous experience with Will Sky was, um, mm, I'll just say that. And so I talked to the reps there and they actually showed me the actual platform. The one that I used before was some old outdated thing that they're no longer using. So I was happy so I can stop having a bad, bad attitude about the change that's coming. <laughs> That's good. Sometimes this is, but that's so key is to make these personal connections at these conferences to help you make informed decisions. Um, because when you know better, you do better. And, um, you know, sometimes the, it just takes making some improvements. Yeah. And I, yeah. And my son is in outside running around in those sunglasses right now, just so you know, those well sky sunglasses. He's, he oh, was a fan. 
Yeah. Funny. They're actually nice. My granddaughter's coming over, so I'm going to let her play around with these because they are super cute. And then I got the best pen ever. No lie. You can put this on your thing. From, this is from Optum. And then I found out that I had to compliment them first on the annual conference, which was two weeks ago, because it's excellent programming every year. It's a virtual conference, fully online. I have immediate takeaways, you know, for wound care, for medication management every year. And uh, I always compliment them. You know, I, I tag people on social media and they were like, oh, yeah, I run the social media. I, I talk to you, but, I, you know, whatever. So it was fun to meet people that I know virtually. But this is a good pen, guys. I actually want like 10 more. <laughs> it's better. I mean, it's, it's kind of on this pen, like the pen I use every day. But anyway, that's what I did there. And we had some good food. So moving on to Tuesday. Yeah. And so I serve on the NHPCO regulatory committee um, and we got to join with their quality committee in the morning again, shocker. Um, and so <laughs> we had just some great conversations about what do we want to do? What do we want to advocate for? How can we get ahead of things instead of being, you know, responding to things, especially in terms of the financial reimbursement space and, and how value-based care is moving forward. Um, and so that was uh, just you know, a fun meeting. And I didn't go, get to go to the keynote that morning. Did you get to go to the keynote? That keynote, let me rewind in my notes. That was Jonah and David Stillman. They were the father-son group. Oh yeah, that was really fun. The thing that stands out is they they were bridging, you know, the different generations, the baby boomers, the X gen, I'm gen X, the Ys, the Zs, Z slash millennials, and kind of translating that. And what I took away is they were helping us see how we need to work together, how we have more things in common than not. And also how this new generation, um, people may complain about them, but they've always had these devices, right? They're digital. That was their little term. And they have side hustles. Some people may see, I have a picture of a random person who's working at the convention center because she was a social butterfly. I'm going to give her a shout out. Her name was, um, her middle name is unique. What's her first name? Oh my gosh. Discombobulated. I'm so sorry, but we met her. She works there. She graduated from college. She has a business where she's a chef. And you, you wouldn't, if you judge a book by its color co cover, you wouldn't know that, but these young people have side hustles and they're doing stuff and this is what they do. So you can't make rules like, okay, you have to be here for 12 hours and I'm going to have access to you. And you can't log into your business while you're at the office, because then they may say, okay, well, I'm turning my phone off at five. Do you want that? So um, anyway, it was, it was good dialogue that day. And I really enjoyed, you know, having the father son where, where everyone could relate on some level. Yeah. And then I went to your GIP so I could know what's up and you held it down uh, on the documentation we should have for general inpatient level of care. And Judy Lund was on the stage with you. You guys are good partners. I love that. Yeah, that was our first time really presenting together ever. Um, and so I introduced that that session as saying it was an honor and privilege and probably the highlight of my career. I just think that, um, boy, she has just done so much incredible work that the picture that they presented later at the gala of her on the stairs the day that 
um, this benefit was voted into in by Congress. And, and since then, she's just been this, what was it, classy and courageous or um, it, she she tackles hard things. She does it with a finesse. Um, and she's always, always representing hospices and our hospice beneficiaries. And so I just so much respect for her. And I was got to tell you, I was nervous for that presentation. I was Are you serious. Uh, so nervous. So nervous. Um, I just have so much respect for her. It was an honor, honor to be up there with her. I couldn't tell because you were up there like a boss and uh, I caught my little photo of you. I, I feel like I'm like the mom getting pictures of everyone like, oh, let me get it and text it to them. Uh, you did it and you showed us what what the criteria is and gave us language. Um, and so I really, really appreciate that. And mentioning her on the stage, like when they showed that picture at the gala. Mm. Ooh, I, I almost teared up just to know that I'm a part of this here and it's still going on and like yeah. a person I mean not 1982 was not that long ago I mean I was I was you know in elementary school but still you know it wasn't um, born, just so let's throw that out there oh <laughs> man went there no I'm just like so I was <laughs> I, I was there and so a uh, little kid in elementary school so I just it was it was such a special moment congratulations to you um Judy Lund for everything you've done for the community. And, and I'm so happy. I didn't get to really talk to her, but I was in her presence yeah. and I, I feel grateful. I yeah, feel grateful. I, I cannot wait to see what she does next. Um, she just has so much experience and is such an asset to the community. So I know she'll be bringing um, some great things forward here. She makes her transition into the next phase. Oh, man. Thank you again. So let's see, then what do we do? Um, let's, let's move on to Wednesday uh, and see what some of those highlights were. Uh, that closing keynote performance thingy seems like it was pretty fun. I missed that one because it was raining and I had work stuff to do in my room. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't get to appreciate that one. Hopefully it was recorded, but then, um, I went on to, um, actually let me rewind. I went to the, uh, responding to, um, microaggressions and things like that. So to help in the DEI space, um, on Tuesday, I'm sorry, I went out of order you all. Um, but I, I did a couple sessions that were back to back on helping the team because we deal with diverse communities. When we go to someone's door, we need to be able to connect with them, whatever culture they're from. Um, and so these things help us and having diverse teams, you know, helps us all be better. Um, you know, various religions, various cultures, uh, various so nationalities. I exactly. Mean, it's all about meeting patients and families where they're at and everybody is unique in their own way. And we really, you can't connect with them when they're facing the most difficult period of their life, potentially, um, if you're not going to meet them where they at with who exactly they are and, and requires vulnerability. I mean, I, and microaggression just, it's not vulnerable. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you said it. And then the other one was inclusive leadership 
exploring innovative strategies to support patients and families. So those were two back-to-back sessions. Dr. Kimberly Kersine out of Atlanta was there. Um, and also the chair of the DAC committee uh, did the other session. And I learned about some of their research first of its kind that was published. Um, I'll put a link to that in the show notes, but a lot of great work going on. And then Wednesday, I ended with Dr. Corey Ingram with the storytelling and a very vulnerable time where people um, shared stories and how we can use that, you know, for our own processing of grief and getting the stories out and helping folks. So that was my, my journey. Yeah, on Tuesday, I got to do another presentation, not do it, but listen to Hush Blackwell speak again. And then in the afternoon, I got to present with Ellen Folk from Avacare on deprescribing. And so um, I have to tell you, by Tuesday afternoon, we were joking that we just were mentally very drained and yes. had a case of Bacillus. And so <laughs> we were on this tiny stage with a podium and chairs and tables and the IT didn't all work out the right way. And so we were just trying not to kill each other and throw mics um, at each other's faces. But we looked up and it was standing room only. And so then we were like, oh my goodness, this is just kind of crazy, but we loved it. It was a great time to present about good quality and compliance. Um, And then on Wednesday, I got to do the Medicare Administrative Contractor at Mac Roundtable. And so I got to listen. That was scary. Those were the scary people there. Well, you would think that, but they did such a lovely job, all three Macs, NGS, CGS, and Palmetto, of making themselves sound approachable. And they really um, were trying to be encouraging in terms of collaboration and education. Um, I walked away from that really hoping that providers learned when they were engaged there that, that the idea is to improve. And so if we're working towards improvement, that maybe we can be a little more collaborative with our, our max. So I loved it. I love that experience. That was Tuesday night. Oh, the gala I have in my head. I have the best video of that saxophonist. You know, I was in the front of the dance floor screaming and, you know, bands, they kind of feel that energy so that he started dancing. I'm going to post that little video. He was playing a little saxophone and then he started dancing with the saxophone. We had a blast. Oh, good. Okay. I cannot believe that. I thought the annual assembly was everything, but this is the rest of the people, the executives, all those, the Mac. Ooh, oh my gosh. Like. The other part of our tribe, it was awesome. Thank you, NHPCO. Yeah, I think it was fantastic. The whole conference was great. The gala was just, you know, another opportunity to kind of get together and and let loose a little bit. We got to celebrate um, Judy and and, and another gentleman, uh, Mr. McCray, received an award and um, just incredible people out there doing incredible work. And we got to hang out and have fun. And I just have it in my head. I want to dance with somebody, Whitney, because <laughs> this is my Whitney year. That's how old I am. <laughs> yeah. Well, so thank you for joining me for this. You know, I had to do the recap and and I want to share this thing that happened to me in the airport. And this this kind of is apropos to what we do, right? The, the people. Um, someone was on their phone 
and they were talking to someone about, um, I guess someone in the hospital, I'm assuming, but this is what I heard and I'm paraphrasing. The liver can't get better. They said something about 15% and the only way that she can live longer is if she gets dialysis. And I was just thinking like, oh my God, I thought about our goals of care episode again. And I was like, I wonder if they have a palliative team there. I wonder if people are really telling them what they need to know, if they really understand, because I was over humans, but then I heard that <laughs> while I was boarding the flight and I was like, oh my gosh. So I gave them a business card, you know, hoping they'll find, you know, the podcast and maybe it'll help them in some kind of way because we can't be everywhere. Right. But they're the reason why we do everything. And if it's presented to them, they said, the only way she can live longer is if she gets dialysis, who wouldn't do it? Right. But do they know how long it's going to be? Do they know that they may have to make the decision to stop dialysis? Do they know that this person may not tolerate dialysis? All or these you know what things. living means. Remember we talked, we talked about what is your definition of life, quality mm -hmm. of life, living mm -hmm. is alive in that context. And that's not what human beings really make all of their choices off of and so it's just interesting the verbiage that we use um you're right why would you say i you know i don't i'm not going to do that because they shouldn't live longer it's, it doesn't give you the space that you deserve to make an informed decision about what quality of life looks like to you so yeah i'm so glad you were there for them i had an experience on my way home from the conference before getting ready for the gala that the cab driver had just had hospice and so he was just tearing up and I was telling PJ with Weatherby that I was his bereavement we were going through and, um, and, but he had the best things to say about hospice, just that they were there for him, that, um, he was able to keep her at home like she wanted. And it was just so good. It was good to hear of a good experience and kind of invigor invigorating about what we can offer to patients and families. And that's why we're here. So we're all invigorated, even though we're discombobulated. <laughs> I got a, <laughs> I got some sleep last night and we were able to do this. So just thank you for putting on an amazing conference in HPCO. Thank you for telling me about it. I didn't even know about it. I I, I wasn't paying attention. And so I, I love to be a part of these things and, and be enriched so I can go back out in the streets. Yeah, you're welcome. Help people. Yeah. And, um, it w it was wonderful. So thank you for coming, um, to Dr. G at the heart of healthcare. And we're going to put this out today, hot off the press, our highlights yeah. from NHPCL ALC and the now awkward we dance for the YouTube video. Yeah. <laughs> for those of you who don't know, check out. <laughs> I think it was amazing. It, it, it wasn't like, Ellen's not Ellen. What was her name from Seinfeld? It wasn't bad. Oh yeah, you have rhythm. Bad. Oh good. No, good. you have rhythm, so you're you're okay. Okay. So, <laughs> um, but thank you for coming back on the show, uh, and we're gonna figure out that holiday episode down the road. But this is gonna be the second to last episode before the season finale. This was our NHPCO ALC recap highlights and. I'm signing out, Dr. G. Peace, Dr. Thank Templeton. You. Thank you. Thank you. Please visit our website, morningdovemedical.com, 
or any of our social media platforms to ask questions and make requests for future shows. Spread the word by sharing episodes and let's make the culture hospice friendly. Our podcast can be enjoyed on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Bullhorn, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. Please subscribe and share. Peace.